When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cricket Australia CEO Nick Hockley is about to join us as part of our pre-match for Spitwater. Tools Not Toys, working hard since 1982. SEN Test Cricket, live from the Adelaide Oval for Host Plus and Henley Homes. Build with confidence and... uh, well, he did wander across the ground pretty much with me, but not with me today. I saw him walking across the footbridge just on his own, just minding his own business. I nearly, because I was about eight metres behind him, went up and said, hey, Nick, you're about to join us a little bit later on. But I thought I'd leave him in his own space because he looked like he was just enjoying the glory of being you here, just Nick. catch him. You didn't have any problem. friends. You're just wandering across the footbridge on your own. Uh, hang on. Here we go. I just take you in the atmosphere, and wasn't it great? You should have said hello. Good no, oh, you were just in your own space. And sometimes it's just nice to see a man enjoying his world. You look yeah. like you. Well, why wouldn't you? The crowd was sensational yesterday. Oh, fantastic! Brilliant. Twenty-six thousand more than uh, more than last year. Um, so, yeah, it's just a, a spectacular place to watch watch cricket. Um, lots of out of towners as well, all having a great time. So. And cricket's flying right now. The ratings have been enormous. You must be pretty happy with the way it's all unfolded. Yeah, really thrilled with this summer. I mean, I thought the Pakistan series was was fantastic, uh, really competitive. Uh, the Big Bash has been great. I think the decision to uh, slightly tighten it from uh, 56 regular home games to 40 uh, has has been great. We've had a few few uh, games affected by rain, but uh, it's been been wonderful and. I think I was at the I was at the Big Bash in in Sydney, uh, the Sid last Sydney Smash, uh, forty two thousand. Uh, it was absolutely su- superb, and I think a number of the clubs have, have set, set attendance records. So uh, there's a really good vibe around the place, and uh, you know, a couple of massive summers coming up with India and, and the Ashes. So lot, lots to lots to celebrate, lots to be thankful for, and lots to look forward to. There were concerns coming into this summer because India wasn't coming or England wasn't coming, and it was. Pakistan and the West Indies and the BBL has had some challenges but as Dwayne said do you know why? I just think there's been some fantastic cricket and I just think there's amazing passion uh, for the game in in Australia and uh, you know I think both our women's team who won both well they they uh, they missed out on the on the test series but won both those series Uh, yeah I think this team is played some fantastic cricket. I think Pakistan really, really turned up. And, you know, I think we've also, everybody's had a, a couple of difficult years. Um, and it just shows that, you know, sport, but also cricket, you know, bringing families together and, you know, having a great, great night out. I mean, the beauty about cricket is you can, you can watch the sport and you can also sit and chat and catch up. And uh, it's just a great way to bring everyone together. So the question I've got for you is we're here at Adelaide and... It isn't a day-night game. It is, uh, it is a day game, which is different to what we've had in previous years. My first question is, why is this a day game and not a day-night game compared to Brisbane? That's my first question. Yeah, sure. So this season, the, che- the, we, the scheduling has been really super complicated, and that's because of the World Cup. Uh, everything's pushed a little bit a bit later. So we've had to play 
test matches throughout the duration of the Big Bash. So the reason this is a day game is so that we can play the Big Bash finals uh, in, in the evening and then the first day of the fifth test at, at the Gabba is the day after the Big Bash final. So, you know, the, the beauty is that uh, cricket's on 12 hours a day and there's you know, some great cricket on every, every evening. And, um, you know, that's what we've sat down. We've worked with both our broadcast partners. Uh, and, um, you know, I think that the way that the, the interplay between the test series and the Big Bash is... Yeah, it's just been great. And then the second question is, moving forward, will Adelaide go back to that early December spot and back to day-night test cricket moving forward? So that's something that we're working through at the moment, right across the country. And so we've got a good level of certainty over our schedule for the next seven years. And what we're working to do is to give everybody certainty about what they're getting over that whole time so that we can all plan, so that you know people travelling from... You know, whether it's from England, India, they, you know, they can also also plan. Um, so we're working to make some announcements in the not-too-distant future. Uh, the next two summers do revert back to uh, five tests against India and then against England, with the, the last test match being the New Year's test. So there will be three test matches uh, ahead of the Boxing Day test. Sounds pretty promising, Dwayne. So the Big Bash will be condensed even further because you want all the good players to stay here and play the entirety of the Big Bash. You don't want them leaving for other competitions. Other competitions are throwing a lot of money at their T20 players to try and get them to come to theirs, and we're facing that again with this summer here. So you'll condense it a bit more again? or I think we're pretty well set on it. So I think the, you know, the timing for the Big Bash is really the school holidays, yep. and that's because it's just such a great night out mm. for families. My girls are... Uh, 8 and 12 and you know we just have the best time go- going along in the evening so you know, I think when it is, is is pretty well set probably the difference next year is as I said the New Year's test will be the last international cricket on home soil so you know we've worked really hard to uh, get as many of our test stars playing this mm. year you've seen we've just released Matt Renshaw from the squad to go back and play uh, play for the Heat in the finals um, and so hopefully we'll get a bit more even more availability over the next couple of years from our test players into the Big Bash. Other countries still trying to steal your, your ground, though? Steal your players? Well, it your, is. I mean, steal it's, your timing? Oh, look, I mean, that's the thing about cricket. There's more money, more playing opportunities. There's more leagues popping up. I mean, this year um, is a really, I think, good example of how we've worked collaboratively with the other, other boards. Mm. So what, what happened this year is that the ILT20, which is the competition in the UAE, initially they wanted to start on the 13th of Jan, which would have been a direct clash, but we work with them. They've moved that back to the 19th. So scheduling is always going to be, mm. it's, gonna, it's really, really complicated. But, you know, I think that we're really set on that summer holiday period for Big Bash going forward. Um, and I think the fact that the players and the agents all have that certainty, uh, you know, means that I think hopefully we'll maximise the player availability going forward. Can I ask you on that one? Because I think for the BBL to be a proper competition, we can't have a situation where some of the gun players leave for the finals. And, I, and I, even just listening to Laurie Evans the other night on the player mic, he you could tell he didn't want to leave, but he was almost, he's compelled to just through circumstances. How is it possible that we can, I don't know, use your negotiating powers or whatever it is to be in a situation where we can have clear air? We're not going to have that with South Africa because we share summers, but at least for that one in UAE, where the, the players that are playing the home and away season play the finals as yeah. well. Look, I do think we need to really work together. I think in our last player deal and through the player draft, we've upped our investment in yep. top players for, for the Big Bash leagues, and that's women and men. Uh, look, I think the 
with certainty around scheduling, a bit more certainty around scheduling, I think the optimal contract for an overseas player coming is that they basically commit to the big bash and then um, they commit to playing all the way through the finals and they then move on when their team is either you know, finished, not qualified or has been, yes. been knocked out of, out of the competition. Uh, that is our, that's our hope. That's the wish. Those are the discussions that we'll, uh, we'll have going forward. But I do think, you know, this year, um, you know, I know Laurie Evans was kind of disappointed. It's great that he's disappointed. Yeah. It shows that he loves the Big Bash so much. But the, the player's availability was known right at the outset. Um, so, uh, and that's just something that we've got to work. We've, we've got to work with. So, is it more putting pressure on the players, as you said, to stay the entirety, or is it more cricket boards and cricket authorities getting in a room and saying, "Can we all have a situation here where we all have an equal piece of the pie?" Yeah. Is, well, that, that, is that, that possible, or is well, that unrealistic? That's what we've done this year. You know, the ILT Twenty moved back a week. Could it, go, it needs to go another week. Well, I mean, those are discussions <laughs> that we'll have after the season. And, uh, you know, it does need everyone to work together. Yeah. It needs the players, the boards, uh, the leagues, all to, to all, all work together. Um, and, and the main thing is giving people certainty up front. So, you know, we, we, knew, we know very well what the international player availability was. The clubs knew well before the draft. You know, that's going to inform their decision-making. But one thing that is very, very clear is that overseas players, they love playing uh, in Australia. It's such a high-quality competition. You know, I think particularly leading into a, a T20 World Cup, um, there's now going to be a, a real focus on, on T20. You've seen that now. Uh, Mitch Stark's example has sat out of the IPL, but it's going to play this year, which will be a great preparation and lead in uh, for, a, for a T20 World Cup in the US and the West Indies. How long is your long-term planning when it comes to test cricket and the formats around the world and how many times test cricket will continue to be played by various countries because we don't want the slow death of test cricket to creep up on us? Yeah, so I think it's been on a, a four-year four and eight-year cycles to date. But I think the discussion now um, with the World Test Championship being set, every game counts. And uh, the conversations that we're picking up around the ICC are now looking beyond the next four-year cycle to think, you know, what does Test cricket look like in, in 10, 20, 20, 30 years? So, uh, you know, that's a, a discussion. It's a discussion that's being had mm. more broadly around the place and, you know, what I've taken Who's from got the most weight at the table there. It's a loaded question, but when it comes to deciding, no, we're not going to do this because that's where the money is, or yes, we are going to do this because that's the tradition of the game. It started with Test cricket. We always have to look after that base product. Yeah, I think it's got to be a collective. It's got to be a collective discussion, and for me, it's all about context. And uh, you know, I know that um, yeah, every single one of these games. For the World, World Test Championship is, means a lot to everyone. I mean, I thought the you know, the debutants yesterday for the West Indies it was just it was just so refreshing mm. just to see that love for the Test cricket. I thought that uh, the, the lad Shamar Jones, I thought his post-match interview was just just brilliant because you could see the love yeah. uh, for the for the long form of the game and what it meant what it meant to him. So uh, the the players the players love Test cricket. It is. It is really about um, it's about finding a balance because Test cricket's thriving here, yeah. absolutely thriving, um, and we've just got to we've got to make sure that we're protecting it um, where there's a bit more competing and economic pressures. Is it helpful that we get the West Indies on the big stage here in Australia? We start to hear the stories. 
um, see the, the young players coming through, that then, again, when you're having those discussions with all the countries about trying to find this solution to making sure we're not losing them to short-form cricket, that here's an example of, of what's possible into the future? Totally. I mean, I, I firmly believe that ultimately it's going to be the fans that, that decide, and there's a rusted on you know, fan base for, for Test cricket. At the, at the SCG for the, for the Pink Test, the thing that was really notable for me was just the number of kids coming in to watch Test cricket. So I'm a firm believer that you know, T20 and getting people in, then it does translate to people coming and following uh, Test cricket. So you know, yesterday, um, you know, this West Indies team, I remember the first Test match it, um, that I can really remember going to with my dad was that 84, uh, 84 series in, in the UK. Um, you know, Malcolm Marshall... Uh, and, and Co just absolutely steaming in. And I do think that, you know, we found a superstar here and those stories, that's really important for the kids. They're going to now be looking up, you know, looking up this team, wanting to hear a bit more about their backstory and that's, that's all part of it. So, yeah, absolutely um, playing here uh, and on the biggest stage is really, really important. And then it's equally really important uh, us uh, making sure that we're fulfilling our touring commitments because the tour in Pakistan... Uh, you know, just to see that country, 220 million people, I mean, yeah. was just... And the way that lit up the country when we toured there a couple of years ago was, was amazing. I just want to go back to the BBL for a second um, because we obviously are nearly at finals. In fact, we are at finals now. Um, why has it been so successful? I mean, obviously, it's a shortened season somewhat, but why do you think we're seeing these massive crowds? Why do you think we're seeing the TV ratings grow significantly this year? Well, firstly, I think it's always been a brilliant experience uh, for families. I think the quality of the cricket is incredible. And then I do think that we've, you know, we sat down about 18 months ago, two years ago, and said, you know, coming out of COVID and, you know, with, our, with all our partners and say, look, you know, what's the potential for this tournament? Uh, and we saw very much in the early days of the Big Bash, well, the potential. And it's, you know, it's, if anything, it's that plus, plus, plus. So I think it's been a really incredible concerted effort between our partners, the clubs, the venues. Uh, and we, uh, just to you know, do a whole range of, of, of new things, we've tried to bring back loads more entertainment. I thought that, you know, Rocketman coming back to, to the Gabba, yeah, I thought that the, the whole presentation around kind of Finchie's farewell, played in every Big Bash league, uh, so far, and the retiring of the shirt, you know, I thought, and the turnout at, at, at Marvel, notwithstanding the Renegades haven't make, made it through, I thought that was was fantastic. Uh, but that doesn't happen by accident. There's a lot of work that goes in behind the scenes. So I think it's just been everyone pulling in the same direction, um, and it's you know, there's a there's a lot of belief, um, there's a lot of belief in it as a as a concept. And the big the big focus now is. Now we've seen with the stadium round with the WBBL, but how can we get the, make sure the WBBL and the BBL are on uh, really on equal footing? And I think we've got a really a really exciting couple of years ahead, uh, and the scheduling is going to be even better next year um, you know, because we haven't had the Test matches all the way through January. Nick, great to have you in. I really appreciate your time. I know, you know when a broadcaster like Fox buys the rights, it's their product, and they invest. They've invested very heavily in making sure that the product is as good as it could possibly be so it's a fantastic story to hear that the ratings are up and you're getting these kind of numbers because it's a win for everybody win for test cricket win for you win for fox win for seven and it's a win for the fans who turned out in force yesterday afternoon 26,000 on a wednesday afternoon or work day so it's proof in the pudding in that that you've done a good job so well done to you and thanks for joining us thanks for having me